Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Rustin. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for your continued support. Thank you for sharing this. Uh, again, if this has any sort of an impact on you, I please, please share this with friends, share this with family, share this with people that you think this could, you know, and again, it's not to help me. I don't get anything out of doing this. It's I want to get the message, the good words out there to people. So today what I wanted to talk about, and we've, we've discussed this before, but I really want to build on it a little bit more. There are some of you out there listening right now that are, you're putting in the work, right? You're showing up every day and you're doing exactly what it is that you're supposed to be doing. And you're doing the right things. You're making the right choices. You're sacrificing. You're working hard. You're disciplined. You're focused. And what's happening is you're not seeing a whole lot of the above above ground growth. And we've talked about this, you know, the, the bamboo tree spends seven years building its root system before you see anything above ground. Um, houses, you know, like my next door, uh, these, these guys that own the property uh, next to our property um, are building a house right now. And they've been building and building for, it seems about a year and a half now. And the, the foundation is just now, you're just now starting to see after a year and a half above ground growth uh, above ground development with this house, right? And it's been like a year and a half. So, you know, in the foundational stages of your growth, you're not going to see a whole lot of uh, results above ground, so to speak. You're not going to see a whole lot of resp- uh, results above ground. So this is where many good people give up. Many good people give up at this stage of the process because they're doing the right things, they're working hard, and they start to tell themselves some kind of a story of maybe this isn't for me, maybe I'm not good enough, maybe I don't have what it takes, maybe I'm on the wrong path. You start to let all of these little lies creep into your head and you quit. You know, this happens in business. I've seen this happen 10 years in business. I've seen this happen to thousands of people that come in, they consistently put in the work, they're disciplined, they make sacrifices, you know, and then they don't get the results that they expected to get and they quit because they think there's something wrong with the opportunity or wrong with them or they're on the wrong path or maybe this isn't for them or maybe they're not good enough. You see the same thing in the gym. You see the same thing with physical fitness. You see the same thing with jujitsu. You know, I can remember when I started jujitsu, there were like 10 other guys that started around the same time as me. And then a year later, there was two of us left, me and one other guy. You know, because what happens is, is in jujitsu, you get your, you get pounded for your first, for a long time. It's very, it's a very difficult, it's a beautiful art form. It's a beautiful martial art, but there's so much, there's so much strategy and position and it's, it has very little to do with strength that does play a role, but it's, it's so much technique and positioning and little tiny adjustments. It's like a chess match and it's a lo- It takes a long time to learn and people give up. You see this in people's spiritual walks and their walks with God. They, you know, they, they, they think they give their life to Christ and then they start to, you know, go to church and they start to pray. And they, you know, at first you're all warm and you're fuzzy and you're starting to see things clean up in your life and then all of a sudden you start to plateau and you start to struggle with old sin again and uh, the, the whole fuzzy feeling goes away and we start to think that maybe we weren't really saved in the first place and we start to backtrack and the dangerous thing about that is it says that a backslider in heart will be filled with their ways. We see this in marriages. 
relationships that when you start to to date and maybe when you first get married there's that honeymoon phase and then that starts to wear off and you stop dating each other and you 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 kind of go on an autopilot around each other and you both just work and come home and there's my alarm and you just work and you come home and you just kind of exist and you know you start to <laughs> I'm not starting over for a sneeze and an alarm that's that's the devil right there he's trying to end this episode you start to grow apart from each other and this is why we see you know there's a multitude of reasons and then you know somebody cheats or whatever and you know we this is why we see so many marriages and relationships end up in divorce and turmoil People are really good at starting things, but such a few, so few are good at finishing, right? So many people are good at starting things and so few can finish. This is why in my staffing company, I'm very suspicious of people that have held, you know, 10 or 15 jobs in the past. You'd be surprised. There are people that I've interviewed that have gone through 10 or 15 jobs in the past two years alone. And it's because everybody is looking, you know, you get, it's almost like you get addicted to that fresh start, right? And then as soon as the process kicks in, as soon as your development stalls, everybody quits. Like the 99% of people quit. And this is what separates the 1% from the 99% is that the 1% when there's a plateau, when there's a delay in development, when things don't start to uh, when think when we don't get the results that we thought we were going to get when we were thought we were going to get them, this is where the one percent keep pushing. Like this is where the one percent just have that can't quit attitude, and just keep moving forward. Like if you're constantly looking for some kind of new opportunity new gym new workout routine new diet new this you know i was talking to a kid earlier he's like oh i think i need to switch my diet i'm not seeing the results that i was seeing in the first couple of weeks and it's like no no stop the whole world is addicted to quitting And the reason why you're addicted to quitting is because number one, it is easy to quit. And number two, like I said before, it's easy to start something new and then quit that. Like, I think people get addicted to the newness, the new job, the new girl, the new guy, the new gym, the new diet, the new religion, the new this, the new that. And then that gets old, you quit that. And then you quit the next thing. And then you quit and quit and quit and quit. You see it every day. People are walking around habitual quitters, addicted to quitting. That's what's wrong with a lot of people in society now is they are addicted to quitting. It's not only just become a habit, it's quite literally become an addiction. That The, the moment that there is any sort of resistance or plateau, you quit And that's why there are so many painfully average, unremarkable people. You get this gift of life and we get trapped. And I blame a lot of it on public education and, you know, just go to school, do what you're told, single file, raise your hand to use the bathroom. 
sit in a classroom for eight hours a day, shut up and listen, don't learn the information, just memorize, you know, the structure that they want the paper. Like, you remember the structure that we used to have to write uh, in English class? Like, you had to start every single uh, paper with a however sentence? Remember that? Like, you couldn't, there was no room whatsoever for creative expression. You had, you had every... It, I'm not going to get off on a tangent about public education, and it's just, it's, it's a cancer. And shame on the adults. Shame on teachers. They should know better. I guess they don't know any better because they've just been in the system their whole lives. But you're publicly educated. You know, we got a, a, an overbearing mommy state government right now that tells you what to do and how to do it. It's no wonder, like, you're given this gift of life. And you can literally do whatever you want to do. You can become anything that you want to become. You can live however you want. You know what's so funny, dude? I was watching this TikTok the other day, which I got to get off that Chinese propaganda app. But uh, I was watching this TikTok the other day and this kid's just sitting in a restaurant and he just screams, which is childish for sure. But one of the comments was like, I forget that we're like, we can do whatever we want, basically. And I'm like, that's actually pretty profound. Like this kid's just sitting in a restaurant and he just yells and scares a bunch of people around him. Just, ah, scares all these people. And so many of the comments was like, yeah, you know what? This is interesting. I actually forgot. I forget that we can kind of just do whatever we want. Like he's not going to be killed or arrested for, for yelling, I would think. And it's like, yeah, you can quite literally do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. I'm not telling you to go scream in restaurants. What I am telling you telling you to do is quit the shit job. Pardon my French. I'm trying not to swear anymore. Quit the job. Quit the job. Well, how am I going to? You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Take the trip. Talk to that girl. Talk to that guy. Like... Lift the weight. Do that lift you're scared. Go go to the Taekwondo class you've been uh, terrified to go to. Like, skydive. Like, I know this all sounds like the corny bucket list things, but there's some truth to that. Like, go do the things. Go do all the things. Like, you, you've been living on autopilot for so long, you forgot how to live. And one of my favorite quotes ever is that the worst, you know, death isn't the worst thing in life. It's what dies in us when we're alive. Death isn't the worst thing in life. It's what dies in us while we're still living. Yeah, I think it was Ben Franklin said that most men are dead by 30 and then they live another 40 years. And it's true. Look around you. All these, I, 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 this guy today, I, I ran a yellow admittingly, but some guy just really didn't like that. And uh, as I'm driving, making the left-hand turn, going through the yellow, he was sitting there at his red you know, perpendicular to me and he beeps his horn and I look over and he literally scrunches his face up. This is a grown man. This man was in his 50s or 60s in a, a newer Corolla, right? This is a man that probably got a good job, probably has a wife and kids, right? And he scrunches his face up like a little three-year-old kid, like step, like buck tooth looking, scrunching like a little angry kid, like a little angry redhead and flips me off. And I, I laughed. And I'm like, people are so miserable. 
You look around, everybody's fat, slouched over, gross to look at, pale, sickly. Everybody's necks now go forward because we're glued to these damn screens all day, every day. And it's like, all of you, all of us could be whatever we want to be. Like there's this Asian dude who was a Navy SEAL, then a doctor, then an astronaut. That's a real thing. Look him up. I can't remember his name, something Asian. There's an Asian guy. I I think he was Chinese, but, but he lived in the U.S. Or Japanese maybe, but he lived in the U.S. And he had some horrible things happen to him when he was a kid. Like his dad tried to kill him and his mom, or maybe did kill his mom. I didn't get the whole story. But this dude literally was a Navy SEAL, then a doctor, Ph.D. doctor, and then an astronaut. If one person can become a Navy SEAL, a doctor, and an astronaut, you can learn how to paint. (laughs) You can write a book. You can step out of your comfort zone and go do stand-up comedy at open mic night. You can go do karaoke at open mic night. You can take the trip to Greece. You can quit the dead-end job that you hate and go do something. If this man, one man, can be a Navy SEAL, a doctor, and an astronaut, you can do some pretty incredible things too. But you've been living in your little box, dying every single day. You understand, as I am speaking, you right now, as I'm speaking, just think about this. As I continue to speak to you, you are inching closer to your death. Slowly but surely, or for some of you, it might be very fast. You could be dead in an hour. You could be dead in an hour. It's funny, everybody walks around living like they have tomorrow, like they have next week, like they have next month, like they have next year. If you only knew your mortality, if you only understood your mortality, the Bible says we're vapors. We're vapors. Our lifespan is but a blink, a dot, a blip, if that. It's like, man, I just want you to wake up. Go do, go do something. Go do something. But you've got to learn to stop giving up every time you start something. You've got to learn about discipline, commitment, and aggressive patience. Discipline, commitment, and aggressive patience. See things through to the end. Until the goal is achieved, you keep pushing. And then when the goal is achieved, celebrate for 24 hours and set a new goal. Like Andy Frisella says. All right, that's all I got. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Let's get it.